G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Like we do on a Thursday, it is good to connect with Family Voice Australia, one of those wonderful organisations that is campaigning on a whole lot of different fronts on the issues that are shaping our nation. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg's joining us. Hi, Greg. Welcome back. Good morning, Neil. Pleasure to be with you. Uh, Greg, we do want to talk about the US election, but let's not forget that we had a Queensland state election just last weekend and uh, the Labor Party was returned to power. I wonder if you've got a reflection or two on that Queensland state election and the way things have happened here. Oh, look, absolutely, Neil. Look, uh, I have to tell you first, though, that, uh, and I've got to make this point clear, that uh, Family Voice does not support any political candidate, party or platform. We know our citizenship is in heaven and uh, now we've got to remember that. That said, I'm a student of cephology, um, the study of elections, balloting, and I have to tell you that the results from last week brought about a number of interesting um, conclusions as far as I'm concerned. And the first one is that politics and religion are alive, Neil. They are very much alive. When I looked at the the results of the election, and I went through some of the uh, results. Um, I came up with about 10 or so um, uh, reasons what went wrong last week from a Christian perspective. Now, I don't want to share the whole 10 because it'll take hours, but look, let me just mention a couple of things. That One of the things that we noted was that the church did not speak with the United Voice on abortion, euthanasia, conversion therapy. There was a lot of rhetoric from both sides of, of the progressive left-type churchgoer and the conservative-type churchgoer. It's all, yeah. Let, so, just, uh, uh, just to pick up on this for a moment That's an here, interesting point, yeah. Because uh, it's a powerful point you're making, and yeah. some will say, well, you know, what has religion got to do with politics? And uh, I know that so many listeners to this program will say, absolutely right, uh, in that the, the church uh, did not speak with a united voice on uh, these issues, abortion, euthanasia, conversion therapy. And, uh, and as you say, religion and politics alive and well in Australia, and there is a definite connection. Uh, so, and I'm sorry just to interrupt here, but just to draw attention to that, uh, mm. Greg, uh, the idea of speaking with a united voice is going to be an essential part if there's going to be wind back from any of these ungodly policies. Absolutely, and this is one of the key things that came out in many ways, that the church has to be united. We need to make sure that the hostility and the cultural difference between even churchgoers. Uh, I remember when I was in politics down in Canberra, you know, I was told by, well, one of the ministers there that, Greg, the enemy's not in front of you, it's behind you. And it's the same with the church. We've got to be very careful that we make sure that we speak with a united voice because politics is alive and religion are connected, and, 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 and even more so when we come to look at the US elections now. Okay. All right. There were some other points you made. Uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, decide which of the points that you made uh, we should talk about today. Uh, what's another one of those ones you, you mentioned? 
Yeah, look, I went through it, Tim, but look, one of those I said, first of all, was that the church did not speak with a united voice. Not only that, there was poor civic engagement by the church. In other words, we did not speak out on issues, whether they're different or not, but we did not speak out on issues. We didn't take into effect, uh, into consideration, the impact that Anastasia Palaszczuk's populism, you know, closed borders, uh, pandemic protection, you know, yeah, fine, but we should have spoken up about, if that's the case, then, you know, um, what do we as Christians, do we go back to church, do we don't go back to church, how do we, how do we talk to the media about this, uh, the, collapse, the collapse of one nation was a real uh, uh, eye-opener because, uh, you know, the media, of course, have been anti-Pauline for years. So these things all come to play into such a situation, Neil, that we as Christians have failed to act in in terms of letting our people know, our people being the faith believers and even the non-believers, that what we stand for, but not only what we stand for, we've got to stop being negative in our approach and start to be positive. So um, there's some of the things that that came out, but really, Neil, uh, there's a lot to learn from the Queensland election from last week. You know, there's some uh, there's some crossover here that we might be able to point to, some uh, some points of view that you have around the Queensland election that we may well be able to develop as this conversation goes on, as we start to talk about the US election too, the left-wing media. And uh, you're saying that the left-wing media in Australia and in the state of Queensland after the uh, Queensland state election supported uh, the Greens and the Labor especially and uh, were against a conservative uh, idea of bringing change in those areas that we've been talking about. Left-wing media, that's a significant impact both here and what we'll talk about, no doubt, about what's happening in America. Absolutely, Neil. Look, I can attest to the fact that we at Family Voice and a lot of other Christian-based organisations, non-denominational, apolitical, have put out press releases, Neil, to the mainstream media and the coverage has been absolutely zero because they will not cover the, 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 the so-called conservative mum and dad voter who are concerned about moral and ethical issues. Okay, let me ask you about something important here that you refer to as the St Lucia effect. And uh, because there was success in at least two seats uh, on Saturday last week, where the Greens have two seats uh, in the uh, in Queensland uh, in the government uh, in the uh, Parliament, there. Um, what are your thoughts? What is this thing you called the St Lucia effect? Well, you and I have spoke about this before. It's to do with Drew Pavlow. Now, remember we spoke about Drew, uh, the influence of the left-wing student body, uh, along with the, the the Chinese influence on the on the um, political makeup and approach to uh, courses of study at Queensland University, uh, up, up up there at um, Northern Queensland as well as well. Professor, Professor Peter Reid, you'll remember. Now, what's happened here is that. This campus culture into the suburbs is so easy because they're very close to Queensland University and that has come out strongly in favour of the Greens. And, and, and of course, they've won two seats, uh, 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 you know, um, Jackie Trads is one of them, but the fact is that this culture has penetrated the, the actual voting youth 
of Queensland suburbs now. Okay, what happens in our universities permeates into the culture and an important point to make. You've had some focus on voter trends in the USA elections and uh, how and where uh, faith-oriented voters uh, were able to participate and bring about a swing in the vote. Uh, Give us some insights into the sorts of things you've been monitoring now and perhaps some thought on on how things start to to come out as, as election results begin to pour in. Yeah, thank you. Now, look, I was in Washington, uh, D.C. last year, 2019, around about this time, and I got, I got a chance to uh, visit the Australian Embassy where I spoke to some colleagues, and one of the things that I spoke about to a couple of people privately was the impact of religion on politics. Now, make no mistake about it, uh, politics and religion in the USA are very much linked. Now, here's some examples of how important religion can be on the voting pattern of voters in the USA. For example, the black Protestant turnout. Now, black Protestants reliably always go Democratic Party. The Muslim turnout. Now, white Muslims generally back the president, that is, you know, the the, the Republicans. The Jewish turnout. Now, I know this time, and I spoke to some Jewish colleagues of mine, do not like Trump, but they were going to vote for him, generally speaking. White Catholics supported Trump, but that was fluctuating very, uh, very widely across the U.S. The Hispanic and Latino religious voters also, also support generally Trump, but that was also wavering. The white evangelicals support the president, but that started to change among the young evangelicals. And the Latter-day Saints, well, they're Biden supporters, so, but that can also change. So here's an example of a religion or religious organisations, different faiths, all impacting on religion. Now, you've got to understand America is, uh, in essence, a Christian nation. If you have a look at the Congress, around about 88% of people in Congress identify as Christian. So there's a big impact of religion on politics in the US now. Interesting, isn't it? And as I understand it, something like 100 million evangelically aligned Christians in the United States and uh, such a huge constituency. And yet you've got policies uh, on one side and you've got, of course, you know, Trump has come to the fore and a lot of Christian influence to the policies that Trump has promoted. Uh, But there's a lot of influence from another side. It's not a Christian evangelical influence that's brought about some of the policies on the Democrat side. Uh, That's an interesting perspective, isn't it, when you've got such a significant constituency that you might assume uh, would have their own values across the way they'd vote. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, mean, we've got to also recognise, Neil, that in the US now, whether you like Donald Trump or not, you know, that's not the issue. One of the issues I want to point out is that the mainstream media has been at Trump since 2016. They didn't let up. And the Democrats, through various forces, you know, made sure that Trump was going to be played as a no-hoper, a bad president, not good for the economy. And unfortunately, he's been up against the battle. Now, in particular, this has been very much evident with the the Washington Post and and some of these more left-wing type uh, media organisations. But even Albert Mueller, who's 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 the leader of the Southern Baptist Convention, who came out in in favour of Trump, was highly criticised by the media. So again, there's a reluctance for a lot of the 
Christian faith to speak out because of this cancel culture, the attack on your on, on your on your faith, the attack on your morality, and, and in particular, don't forget in the U.S. the the Black Lives Matter movement has had a big impact uh, in in making sure that Donald Trump was not going to win in certain states of the U.S.A. You know, your thoughts here a moment, Greg. When we talk about the political battles that take place and. I know that for some Christians, uh, there's this idea of living in peace and harmony and avoiding the battles. But somehow or other, those battles are going to get uh, hotter and hotter and we can't really avoid them. Uh, There's a certain sense in which when you say uh, you'll put a press release out and uh, it's got great content and it makes a powerful point and the media will ignore you. Uh, There's a certain sense here, and I'll get your thoughts, uh, to be a Christian and to be influencing the politics of a nation some will love you, some will hate you, and some will ignore you. I wonder which one is worse, to be hated or to be ignored, because I suspect that in in some sense here in Australia, people feel like Christians have been pushed off to the sidelines and we can ignore them if they don't make a noise. Uh, what are your thoughts about love, hate, or being ignored? Look, Neil, as a Christian, I love all my fellow fellow brothers and sisters, whether in Christ or otherwise. The important thing here is that, you know, uh, the Bible makes it clear, and for my faith, it says, I will be persecuted for my belief in Christ. And that has been very evident, Neil, in the media. I talked to some of these journalists, so why didn't you report our article on, you know, euthanasia or whatever? Oh, no, well, that's, you know, we won't go there. That's, you know, negative, you know, we don't want to do that. We want to be more progressive. I said, excuse me, I represent 100,000 people with faith. Why aren't you representing them as well? And that's what's happened in the US, Neil, as well. People are not being represented. Our voice is not being heard because the media is very much left-wing, progressive-dominated, and it's a battle to get get anything, um, you know, covered by the mainstream media now. Okay. Well, let's draw a line here. I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today, Greg. Uh, Let me point people to the Family Voice Australia website, familyvoice.org.au, familyvoice.org.au, and no doubt there'll be all sorts of campaigns and webinars and all sorts of things that you've got, and uh, you'd like a friend or two to join you in those, uh, to become a prayer partner, to become a supporter, uh, and uh, certainly to support the campaigns that you're running, Family Voice. .org.au Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT Greg, thank you so much for your insights today on 2020 Yeah, thank you Neil and God bless to you and your listeners Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media To find out more about us go to vision.org.au 